do not give up on your life life is so precious and we are born free to live free and to die free so we need to work towards it welcome to ending domestic abuse a one of a kind virtual resource for helping victims escape abuse empowering survivors and preventing relationship violence before it can even start by giving you the tools to improve your confidence, life skills, and hope. I am your host, Dr. Ludi Green, a national expert on violence against women and children. I have advocated across the world and directly helped more than a thousand abused women regain and maintain their freedom through economic independence. On my podcast, you will hear from top experts in finance, economics, psychology, and more. And you will hear stories from people who have defied the odds, overcome abuse, and find their way to success. Together, we'll offer you support and practical ideas to pursue your goals, start on a new path, and protect yourself and others from abuse. Today, we have the honor of talking to a woman with a truly incredible journey. Our guest, Kanshan Paskar, is an author, a mother, a survivor of domestic abuse, and a fighter in her own words. Her first memoir called Living, How I Set Myself Free from an Abusive Marriage, will be on bookshelves April 11th. Let's meet her after this short break. Ending Domestic Abuse is brought to you by Audible. Something you need to know about me is that I love to multitask. I'm a mother, a wife, and as an entrepreneur who had to build her own path to success, I'm always looking for ways to continue learning and to use my time more effectively. Audible has been a great resource for me. I can access hundreds of audiobooks from the palm of my hand and listen to them as I commute to work, while I cook dinner, and when I go on a run. Listeners who have enjoyed some of our episodes on self-care will love Audible's huge list of self-help books, as well as their guided wellness program. Long-term listeners to the podcast who remember our episode with author Leslie Morgan Steiner can find her book, Crazy Love, on Audible. It is so important to continue to learn and improve yourself. You are worth it. Don't wait. Head to audibletrial.com slash abuse to start your free trial so they know we sent you. All proceeds will go to improving this podcast to help even more victims of violence. Once again, that's audibletrial.com slash endingdomesticabuse. Welcome back to Ending Domestic Abuse, and this is your host, Dr. Ludi Green. March is Women's History Month in the United States, a month dedicated to commemorating and celebrating the vital role of women in society and history. It's held in March to coincide with International Women's Day, March 8th, a day observed around the globe to recognize the social, economic, cultural, and political achievements of women. National Women's History Month has roots going back over 150 years when women in factories came together to protest working conditions on March 8, 1857. And the first celebration of a Women's Day in the United States was over 100 years ago, in 1909. Women's History Month and an International Women's Day are both a part of the ongoing effort to highlight and recognize the history role of women 
in the progress of societies globally. Still, in spite of these much-needed and deserved days of recognition, women constantly face barriers to living a just and equitable life. According to the United Nations, gender inequality leads to problems such as increased hunger and poverty, lack of property, child nutrition and education, unequal pay, and increased violence against women. As we have talked about on this podcast before, survivors and victims of domestic violence are incredibly diverse, and domestic violence can impact people of all gender, classes, races, and sexual orientation. However, statistics show that it does impact women at much higher rate nationally and internationally compared to men. In the United States alone, one in four women have experienced severe intimate partner physical violence in their lifetime. This number is even higher when looking internationally, with one in three women experience domestic violence globally. It is paramount to remember during Women's History Month that while there's so much to celebrate, there's still so much to be done in working towards true equality and equity, especially as it relates to domestic violence. We are so honored to have a guest today whose journey shows immense resilience, strength, and courage. Kanshan Baskar is here with us to talk about her upcoming memoir, Living, How I Set Myself Free from an Abusive Marriage, as well as her life and career experiences living in India and the United States. Welcome to the podcast, Kanchan. We're so excited to speak with you today about your incredible life history. Thank you so much, Dr. Green. I am so honored to be on your podcast. Your story is so remarkable, and we're honored to have you to join us today. To begin, we would love for you to introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a bit about your background, family, and interests. So I am born and brought up in New Delhi, India, which is the capital of India, and it's a cosmopolitan city. I was born in a very enlightened and a modern family. My parents were educated and professional couple. They were, you know, very, they gave us the warmth and the love, the affection, all the values that a family should have. So I was brought up in a very cozy environment where we respected each other. There was no gender inequality in our family, both the brothers and the sisters. We all respected each other. There was no distinction made between a boy and a girl. And I saw my parents raising us up in partnership with each other. So if my, you know, my dad never felt that he was a man and he had the power and he should be sitting in, you know, on the bed and the, the food will be served there for him. He was in the kitchen with my mother. So when I saw all that, those are the values I inculcated that this is what a family looks like. I did my undergrad and grad in New Delhi from very premier institutes. I was basically a very fun-loving girl, you know, very positive in nature, wanted to live life. I was, you know, always smiling and laughing. And so it was a very good life where I, you know, read so many books because they were easily available at home. My dad was a voracious reader. So I used to read all those books starting from Pearl S. Buck and, you know, Irving Wallace and Ayn Rand and all those nice literature books. 
at the same time being a girl in my heart a woman in my heart i also read so many romantic books so to say and you know had that dream like any girl has that a prince will come one day and he will take me with him through the clouds in a big mansion mm-hmm. one day yeah that is so true but listen what a blessed life for your father i mean such an example yes and something very interesting on um, most of the people you know who have gone through abuse they have some background like in the past you know have seen it through someone experience at home but of course their uniqueness as well that it can happen to anybody yes. in any other type of condition but it's amazing that you have that experience and what a blessing and thank you for sharing it with your about your daddy in just a couple of weeks your book leaving will be coming to bookstores can you tell our listeners a bit about this book and what you decided to tell your story now it is a depiction of my journey after my arranged marriage to a very deceptive charming man who showed his true colors only after the marriage he turned out to be a violent narcissist alcoholic and an abusive person so the first time when he hit me my life turned upside down i didn't know what to do i was numb and shocked and it was like why has he done this to me but mm-hmm. then you know the very next day he came he cried he said excuse me please pardon mm-hmm. me i will never do that again and i right. said okay fine you know let me give him one chance and that one chance became the 50th chance right. and it never stopped and i mm-hmm. thought this was a normal life for me you know then what if he gave me one slap then what if he pushed me once then what he twisted my arm then what he gave a punch in my stomach so i right. stayed to be there victimized by him imprisoned and trapped under his power and his control and i never realized that i was a victim right because you you fell in the hands of this prince charming yes yes mhm that's what the whole thing and then you ended up into captivity yes yes that was bio one day at a time and it was bio because you believe in him when he told you well you know i'm not going to do this again yes and we all believe in that you know because you have the hope as you marry this man who was unbelievable and then he's giving you all the desires of your heart and suddenly one day from nowhere it comes this hit or this beating and then you don't know what to do but right this is incredible but you know it's one of the millions and millions of stories so please keep telling us and then dr green i found myself with three children god blessed me three children my daughter was born within 11 months of my marriage and my twin boys came 3 years later so now with three children i was more trapped correct I, yes and i didn't know how to start where to start how to get my freedom so the first right. step was to accept that i was a victim Mm-hmm. you know and somehow my faith in universe kept bringing me angels so mm-hmm. the universe with with the blessing of the universe these all these collaborators my mentors my angels came my way and showed me the direction when i was totally lost 
I was not even like a human being anymore. I was a dead yes. walking. Mm-hmm. I was in th- that were my darkest moments in my life. I was in a black hole where I could not see any light from any side. And mm-hmm. I did not know how to crawl out of that abyss or that black hole. And then mm-hmm. the angel came to me one of the days when I was, you know, totally lost. I went to a therapist. That time only my daughter was born. And I went to her and I cried my heart out. And I said, I don't know what to do with my life. She listened to me for a bit. And then she says, Kanchan, you seem to be an educated girl. You are just like a frog sitting at the bottom of the well. Just try to crawl up the walls and look at the periphery. Mm -hmm. See outside how many opportunities are there. So that was my first angel. I could not take any step at that time, but it remained in my psyche. And Mm -hmm. the second time, the second angel that came my way was another lady whom I had never seen before in my life. I was standing outside in the balcony uh, with all my three children. My sons were, my twins were just about not even two years old. And my daughter was almost like five because there's a difference of three years between the two. And I was standing outside in the evening with the two twins clung to my chest and my daughter, you know, wound up in my legs And this man had hit me and he had run out saying, I'm not coming back. And I was Mm -hmm. like, what should I do? Where should I go? And then I find that on the back of my neck, I find that there is somebody standing there. And I turn my face and there is this lady standing, beautiful lady with curly hair. And I could see her face in the light of the lamppost on the street. And, you know, she had big eyes and and I said, you know, I was very sad. She said, are you Mr. Bhaskar's daughter? And I said, yes. So maybe she had met my parents and I was standing in my parents' house. So she said, "Uh, why do you look so sad? And I, you know, I was just waiting for somebody to start that. And I started my whole well of tears came out and she said, I know that I can see you in so much of self-pity right now. Why don't you start to work? And I said, I cannot work. These three children, these young toddlers, where will I leave them? How can I go to work? And she told me, don't make any excuses. That's mm-hmm. the sentence that stuck to me. Don't make any excuses. You need to be financially independent to have confidence in yourself. And then Mm -hmm. once you start to earn, then only you'll be able to make any further decisions in your life. And that was my turning point. That That is unbelievable. That is the time I thought that where is that Kanchan? Where is that Kanchan who was such a free bird, who was so strong that she fought against the women's for the women's right in New Delhi, and when there was so much of bride burning happening in in India, she fought against it. Where is that Kanchan gone? So I mm-hmm. went to the bathroom, I washed my face, I looked into the mirror, I tied my hair, and I said, "I am going to do it." 
So that was the day when I started to build my ramp towards freedom. Mm-hmm. And I started to take steps. I s- didn't sleep all night that day. And I strategized. I built a roadmap for myself. Mm-hmm. And I said, this is the first step I'll take. And this is the second step I'll take. And this is the third step I'll take. And Unbelievable. Exactly mm-hmm. how I did. Mm-hmm. So what was the process like for you to put your story into words? I had not think, thought of writing my story for a very long time. I was never a writer. I had never written before. And my children were after me for a very long time after my divorce in 2003. And they kept saying, mom, you need to write. And I, you know, I would listen to them. And then I did not want to bring that whole torment back I did not, I didn't have the courage. So, you know, I never thought that I will write. But then I went to a therapist at that time, you know, in 2018, 19. I was going to a therapist. I always kept a therapist, you know. It was just like not not going and uh, not necessarily I was in trouble. But it was just like, you know, talking to somebody, your heart out. And even my two days, I'll go and say, oh, I'm doing this. I'm thriving now. I'm doing better. Things like that. So Mm -hmm. at that time, you know, I literally felt I had a calling and I didn't know what was the the purpose in my life. I was struggling to find out. And I talked to my therapist. I had gone to her earlier, two, three sessions before that and had lamented my story to her. So she knew my story. And I said, uh, Leslie, I, you know, something is bothering me. I'm not able to rest. I need to find out the purpose of my life. I want to give back to the community. And she says, Kanchan, you have a purpose in life. And I said, what is that? She says, write the book. Mm-hmm. You should. Right. Yeah. People need to listen to, to you. Your story is so compelling. Become their advocate. Tell them how you got freed. So I got up from there. I hugged her tight. And we were in embrace of each other for a good one minute. I could see the, you know, her eyes were watered and I had some tears to shed. And I said, okay, I am going to start to write my book. That very day in the car while coming back home, I called all my three children one by one. And I said, mom is ready to write. So I came home and, you know, I took out the plain papers from my printer I had a box lying in my garage, which was filled with loosely loose papers, you know, which I used to scribble from time to time when things were happening with me. And Mm -hmm. even after that, you know, there were post-it notes, there were torn napkins there, there were papers turned yellow. I brought them all in my patio. I said, this is the place I'm going to write. There's a church opposite my house. Mm-hmm. You see the church and I said, this is a place where I always get the good vibes and I'm going to start writing here. So I brought my table out, my chair out, my box was there. I brought the pen, my gel pen, which I love to write with, and then the papers. And I started to write. I'm curious, Kanchan, did this make you feel that it has helped you in healing the trauma that you went through? Yes and no. So, mm-hmm. no, because... When I was writing, I was I had to go back to each scene. Oh, that's I true. had to give oh. it a very vivid uh, 
you know, structure to it so that the my readers could understand, you know, where I was coming from. So I did go through some PTSD at the time. But then uh-huh, after course. writing, and now when I know the objective of my book is that the others who are in same journey as I am, and they are in torment, and they are in this, you know, in this dark life, and this book will help them come out of it, they can use the tools that I used, and they can free themselves, then now I feel healed. Yes, I'm healed now. That's wonderful. Listen, as you may know, many of our listeners are policymakers, leaders, lawyers, you know, all that, and survivors, of course, of domestic violence. As a survivor, fighter, a mentor, and a coach, what words of encouragement do you have for listeners that may currently be in an abusive relationship? I would say it is doable. So do not give up on your life. Life is so precious, and we are born free to live free and to die free. So we Mm -hmm. need to work towards it. So the first step is to speak up. Do not hide behind the doors. You are not a guilty party in this. You don't have to be ashamed of the society. So speak up. That is my first advice. And then I would Mm -hmm. say, accept that you are a victim. You have to Mm -hmm. accept it before you start to visualize the freedom. And then you visualize the freedom and commit to your freedom because commitment will be very important if you are not committed and if you keep going back that will harm you much more because the perpetrator will know your plans and they are going to kill you we're so excited about the release of your book leaving and it's coming out on april 11th where can our listeners find your book and how can we keep up with you and your amazing work i have my website by the name of kanchanbhaskar.com, my full name, K-A-N-C-H-A-N-B-H-A-S-K-A-R.com. And you will find all the information in that about my other social social media channels, about where they can buy the book. They can pre-order on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Goodreads, and other such stores, even Target for that matter. And my work, I haven't yet started to put it on my blog, but I am, you know, doing things as I'm going right now. That's correct. And, and you know, let's remind our, our listeners the name of the book. You please tell them the name of your book. The name is Leaving. And the subtitle is How I Set Myself Free from an Abusive Marriage. And to, all the, and to all the listeners, you can go now and buy this book, pre-order it through Amazon, which is so simple. Anybody can do that. So we are so excited to have you today and, and to know that this book for sure is going to be a huge success as your story is a true story and you wrote it with your own hands and your own ideas and you put it all together. I'm, I'm like so excited for you. You are a hero, Kanchan. And thanks again to you for being here today in our podcast, and also want to thank our listeners, no matter who you are or what you have been through, you can find help and you can find a way out of abuse and into your new life. Please send us an email through our website at ludigreen.com. That's ludigreen.com. Or you can call our abuse hotline at 202-643-2327. That's 202-643-2327. We'll help you find a way out to freedom. 
You can also find us on social media at Dr. Ludi Green on Instagram and Twitter. You can also help stop abuse by spreading word of our podcast. Just go on Spotify and please give us a five-star rating or share your comments. Thank you again. And together, let's all find the life you deserve. <laughs>